parents, we often have gut feelings when something just isn't right. This can be especially true in co-parenting arrangements where one parent is struggling with addiction. If you're co-parenting with an ex-spouse who abuses alcohol, Soberlink can help. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking during parenting time. The system's real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test so you can be confident your kids are with a sober parent. With Soberlink, judges rest assured that your child is safe, attorneys get court-admissible evidence of sobriety, and your kids are able to maintain healthy relationships with both parents. To sign up and get $50 off your device, visit www.soberlink.com empowered. Welcome to the Her Empowered Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Price. With my 30 years of divorce coaching experience, I fully prepare you for the critical decisions that will impact you for the rest of your life. Through this podcast, you'll gain valuable insights on all aspects of divorce, from the logistical and financial to the emotional and legal. With expert guests, practical advice, actionable tips, and inspiring conversations, we'll explore how to master your divorce and emerge stronger on the other side. You don't have to face this alone. Let's start this journey together and create a better future. So without further ado, let's get started with the show. beautiful. I'm so glad you're here with me today. You know, I was shocked to learn in my research that 50% of divorces cite heavy drinking as a cause. So not only does it wreck marriages, but it instills fear in co-parenting relationship. Will my child be safe? He says he's not drinking. Is that true? Well, today I have a guest who will answer those questions and more. This subject is near and dear to my heart, so I've invited Chris Beck, the VP of Family Law Development at Soberlink. Soberlink is not only a valued sponsor of this podcast, but a solution to much of the fear of alcohol abuse and co-parenting. Chris is going to talk with us today about what can be done if alcohol abuse is an issue in your divorce and co-parenting. Chris, thank you so much for being my guest here today. It's great to have you. Uh, It's great to be here today. Thank you, Beverly. Appreciate it. Can you tell the listeners and myself a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Chris Back. Like you mentioned, I'm the Vice President of Business Development for the Family Law Section of Soberlink. you know, I've been with the company since, gosh, it's almost been six years now. It's hard to believe. Wow. But time uh, we've flies, been, huh? Doesn't it? I mean, yeah, it is amazing. Seeing my kids grow up too, I, I see that same <laughs> same thing <laughs> where I blink and all of a sudden they're in high school. It's amazing. But yeah, so uh, my responsibilities are about educating family law attorneys, judicial officials about what we do in our solution and how we can be an asset and a tool for family law professionals across the country when it comes to those clients who are trying to 
have a co-parenting relationship that maybe one of those parents is struggling with alcohol use disorder or just um, hearsay of some alcohol abuse situations and, and they want to make sure that's not going to be an issue going forward. It's such a fantastic solution. I so wish it had existed back in my divorce and I bet you hear that from so many people. That's very true, yes. Um, you know, I think uh, back in the day it was a little bit antiquated the way that we would have to get results, you know, going down to a lab, doing an observed urine test to see if you had been drinking in the last maybe 80 hours, because that would be an ETG test. And I just feel like you never knew if that parent was actually drinking during that parenting time period or not. Um, it could have right. been drinking after. Maybe there was a, a sense of, ah, you know, a moment and they had some drinks afterwards um, after the parenting exchange had been re- you know, done. But needless to say, technology has advanced and now there's a much better way to make sure we're monitoring parents and providing a safe environment for their children. But not only that, we're empowering those parents to make sure that they're documenting their sobriety and that they're parenting their child in a sober way. Right, because I would think it would be as important for the sober parent to know and for the parent who has had an alcohol issue who now wants to prove that they are not drinking. It gives definitive proof of that. That's absolutely correct. You know, there's there's no middle person. It's technology that is giving you those results. It's, you know, our technology consists of a breathalyzer that is um, combined with facial recognition software so it can be self-administered. And then internally, it has a way to submit those results in real time, whether it be through Bluetooth technology or through cellular technology, since we have two different device options. But it allows that parent to say, hey, in 30 seconds, I can prove that I am sober while parenting my children. And that's empowering. That's really where it comes to. I'm here to prove that maybe some things have happened in the past that have questioned my responsibility of my parenting. But now I'm here to prove that each and every time I have the children in my possession and parenting that you'll have peace of mind that I'm doing it sober. Absolutely. And I think, for example, people in recovery have, through their alcohol abuse, excuse me, have lost a lot of trust in their family. And so now when it comes time for a co-parenting agreement, there's that history of distrust So here's a way to actually prove that you can be trusted with that child. You're absolutely right, Beverly. You know, the pain point of losing trust in this, you know, what built up to the situation of where, you know, monitoring is something that is probably necessary, you know, so... I think you're you're absolutely right. Um, this gives that other parent, which we call the concern party, a little peace of mind that what's mm-hmm. happening is is real and, and sobriety is being documented. But I've also heard mental health professionals say that our technology actually helps build that trust factor back quicker. Mm. So yes. what might have usually taken three years mm. is what I hear is is the average of, you know, being able to build that that trust back with your significant other or, or the other co-parent, I guess it would be at this point, 
but um, having a technology like Soberlink that's um, showing proof of sobriety, and especially during that parenting time, really helps to mend that relationship and build that trust factor back sooner. And that's super important Absolutely. when we're trying to co-parent together and build that family unity back. You know? Absolutely. Can you tell us um, a little bit how the Soberlink technology works? Sure. So, you know, it's a breathalyzer, like I said earlier, that's combined with facial recognition in and uh, a way to remotely send those results in real time. It's in a very compact, um, you know, form. I, I see it as two iPhones, you know, stacked together. That's pretty much the size of it. Okay. Maybe, maybe like the, the iPhone mini is not the iPhone large format, but the iPhone <laughs> mini. So it can still fit in your pockets. It can be used discreetly. And I think that's super important when we're talking about monitoring it, you know, when people think about alcohol monitoring, maybe they even think about if they're as old as me, they maybe think about Lindsay Lohan back in the day when she had to get her ankle monitor put on and, you know, she bedazzled it and, and walked down the red carpet with it, right? But <laughs> that's not how alcohol monitoring is done in family law. In family law now, we can do it discreetly because of technology like facial recognition software. We can self-administer. It doesn't need to be done in the presence of children either. It can be done discreetly um, away from them and still give the transparency of sobriety to others that are part of the monitoring agreement. So you can attach multiple people to our program. Let's say it could be a GAL, like guardian and litem, or it could be a mental health professional, or maybe you're a sober coach because you're just coming out of treatment. Many different ways to facilitate who gets those results and who gets the transparency of that. And this is all taking place because we want to make sure that if there is a positive event, or we can say a slip, that people are going to react to that quickly and be able to get that monitor client back on the right track. And that's what's super important about this. You know, our technology has two different programs that we offer a level one, which I've mentioned a lot so far, which is around parenting time only testing before, during, after. Now we have a whole, um, you know, I guess, documentation of sobriety during that entire parenting time period. The other program that we offer is a level two program, which is our daily testing, which happens seven days a week. And that consists of typically two to three tests per day. So that monitor wow. client would be testing on a schedule. Most typically it's when they wake up. And when they go to bed, that would be the two tests on the bookend. And then if there's a third or fourth test, we just make it fill in the middle with a even amount of time between each of those tests. Many of us have been taught to spend all our time, money, and energy investing in husbands, children, community, church, family, and others, but not ourselves. Divorce is not the time to do this. I'm Beverly Price, the empowering divorce coach who guides you on your journey before, during, and after. The next steps you will take set the stage for your entire divorce and life afterward. I help you prepare fully for what is to come, understand and navigate the process, come to terms with your emotions, avoid costly mistakes, and create an empowered life after. 
With the right support and guidance, you can move through the process with knowledge, strength, and confidence. Schedule a free consultation with me at HerEmpoweredDivorce.com. Let's journey to the other side of divorce together. And now let's get back to the show. How does this, you know, I've seen people that are court ordered from drunk driving to have a BAC detector, the thing that you blow in in the car. How is this different from that? Sure. Well, I mentioned it earlier about it being discreet. You know, when you have something in your car to, you know, to start the vehicle, that's um, referred to as like an ignition interlock system. And the ignition interlock system is something that you have to breathe in so that you can start the car. And while you're driving, you have to breathe into it again to actually continue to allow that car to continue to run or it just shuts off. Um, Our system's made more around parenting. So, you know, you're not just parenting in your car. You're parenting when you're at the park, parenting when you're at the, the pool, you know, or the wherever you may be at the ballpark, maybe even. Um, you know, you want to make sure that you're able to execute that documentation part of this at any time from anywhere. And that's where our technology really has an advantage because it's a handheld device and you breathe into it. It literally takes four seconds to take a test. It's a four second breath. It validates your identity. It measures your BAC and it sends it to all the people that are part of the monitoring agreement, you know, and that is is just the gist of it. It's super simple, but at the same time, it's providing extremely valuable information. How quickly from the time the person takes the test until the person is notified? That is a great question. So it's typically 30 seconds, but there is a caveat wow. to that. So okay. we do have something called a retest cycle. If a client does test positive, we always ask for a confirmation test, just like if you were to go to a lab and you're testing for some type of substance and you test positive, that laboratory will actually retest the sample to confirm that initial positive. We do the okay. same thing with our breathalyzer where 15 uh, minutes after you submit a positive test, you'll be asked to retest again to validate or to nullify that initial positive. If that initial positive is is followed by a compliant test, then it will be seen as a compliant event. But if it's followed by a pos- another positive test or a missed test, then we will send out all the results to all the concerned parties associated with the monitoring program. So if there is a positive, it takes a little bit longer for the results to get to that concerned party, but for good reason. We want to make sure that we validate that yes. it is a positive test. Absolutely. You know, every once in a while, we, we do get some incidental exposures to alcohol. We should eliminate all those, but sometimes yeah. in the hustle and bustle of this, this world we live in today, like it could happen, like mouthwash, correct. Yeah. I would think, too, not only for when the child is with the parent that must test, but when the child is with the other parent, that parent may want the test used before the parent speaks to the to the child on the phone to make sure they're not drunk on the phone, things like that. So they could could request that, correct? That is a perfectly good use of our program, and you are right. Um, some 
sometimes I see it where um, there's a severe case of, of alcohol use disorder. Maybe this person is still going through treatment. They don't have unsupervised visitations quite yet. So the super, the, the visitations are done by Zoom. And yes, um, part of the program typically is that they will test and say, I am um, documenting my sobriety before the call. And then knowing that um, the other parent gets a compliant test result, then the Zoom with the child actually happens and they're off and running doing their, their 10 to 15 minute Zoom call. And then, you know, you're able to validate that that parent was sober during that Zoom call, correct? Wow. You know, I, it never occurred to me to do co-parenting calls by Zoom. I guess technology is everywhere now. I keep thinking of co-parenting and supervised visits being in person, but you could also have that. And I guess that really came about during COVID and things like that, too. Yeah, I always say COVID uh, advanced our zoom type technology by about three years and got everybody on board with making sure that this was more of a norm than an abnormal, you know, than something that's not normal. So, yeah, absolutely. So why should, um, if people are thinking about some kind of alcohol monitoring, why should they choose Soberlink over other forms? That's a great question, Beverly. And, uh, one I love to answer because I think it's important and, the biggest thing comes to the robustness of our technology. You know, we are, we have a lot of things that, well, alcohol monitoring in general, I would say is, you know, is, is very difficult to do because people want to drink. And um, when they have the disease of, of alcohol use disorder, they will do whatever they can to make sure that they get their next drink. And that's part of some of the things that we've learned over the years. You know, we started in the criminal side of the business and then we have now we really focus on the family law section of, of the business. But, you know, in doing a lot of the criminal stuff up front, we understood how the technology could be what we call gamed. So um, people trying to drink around our system and, you know, what can they do? And we have technology inside our breathalyzers that um, look at temperature and pressure the facial recognition software. So the tamper detection technology is by far the one thing that I think really ensures that the the quality of product is there. You know, not only that, I think it's important to know that, you know, it's handheld. You're getting those systems remotely in real time. You know, that's also extremely important. Um, We have different programs, different actual devices, one that is just a Bluetooth device that pairs with a, a um, app on your iPhone. And then we have one that's just plug and play where it just uses a cellular module inside. So you don't even need your smartphone to submit tests. So, you know, I think it's it's the concentration of our product in family law to order to have family law specific programs, the technology. But the last thing that I wanna really emphasize about Soberlink and the importance of, of, of our technology is really comes down to our team, our service that we provide. You know, your clients can call at any time to our um, customer service and get somebody that's knowledgeable on the phone that can answer their questions because this is a stressful time for that client and they're going to want answers immediately. And we have a a well-staffed team that's extremely knowledgeable. And even when it comes down to our custodian of records that assists attorneys in making sure that they get records that are certified by a signed affidavit, 
you know, things like that. And we'll even testify um, if we have to about um, the results that came on our product. I mean, the services that we provide as a company just really um, strengthen our relationship in that family law community. How do you make sure that it's the right person taking the test as opposed to they get their friend to take the test for them? Right. So the way our, our device is, is that there's actually a camera in that points towards the person taking the breath test. So oh. as I'm blowing into the breathalyzer, it's using facial recognition during that four second blow. So wow. that's super important because, you know, I don't want to make, I want to make sure it's not some other sober buddy, I guess, taking that test. Right. Or, you know, but yeah, if we don't identify uh, the identity of the individual as the person you know, that's supposed to be associated with the actual breathalyzer that we have, then we will send out a um, identity declined and then we'll ask that client to retest immediately. Wow. That happens a lot. Sometimes people trying to get around our system and the uh, facial rec will say, hey, that is not the right person and we need to ask for a retest. That's amazing. And I guess that leads to my next question, which is, um, how does Soberlink really help both parents if one, if only one is doing the monitoring? Well, I think it just comes down to that, you know, one parent's trying to prove their sobriety, the other parent's trying to build that trust back, you know, to, right. to trust that other parent. And I think the technology has a good balance of both because of the way it works. You know, it's a real time system where you're getting results in 30 seconds about whether or not that other parent is sober or not. And it's in real time, you know, so concerned parties are getting peace of mind and starting to earn that trust back. The monarch client is starting to re, you know, empower themselves to maybe get to that next stage in their parenting, especially if, you know, right now, maybe they don't have a lot of time with that child, but mm-hmm. as they continue to have compliant behavior, through alcohol monitoring, they can get to that next step of, you know, parenting, whether, you know, it's more visitation time or they're building towards a 50-50, whatever it may be. But um, I think that's how it works well together. It's a perfect balance for both parties. So who should be requesting Soberlink? Should, is it the parent? Is it the one parent? Is it an attorney? Who? Who should be the one that's really kind of promoting the use? I guess it really depends on the situation and, and where you're at in in the, the case, um, you know, or in the divorce. I do see that typically an attorney will recommend the service based on the facts of the case. And some attorneys um, get to the point where they want to be proactive with their client. So they'll ask their client to get on Soberlink maybe six months before they're going to go into court. So they have wow. six months of documented testing and hopefully it's compliant. And then they can just nullify any hearsay type comments that might come up. The wow, second I didn't even I, think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they get out in front of it, right? Being proactive. The next one might be where, you know, the situation comes up and to ensure that they get to unsupervised visitations, alcohol monitoring might be necessary. And then that's, again, the attorney would recommend a product like Soberlink, hopefully, and uh, 
you know, the judge has to understand what the product is. And as long as the judge, he or she is comfortable with the technology, um, they will put it into the parenting plan and then write it into the order. But uh, my job, like I said um, early on, is to educate those attorneys so that it is a, a technology that gets recommended um, when the facts state that this is something that is necessary for safe parenting. So I always like to ask my guests, what are three actionable tips that you can give the audience? So what are your thoughts today? Wow, that's a good question. Three tips. I never thought of it that way. I would say um, with alcohol monitoring, you have to have patience. I would say that's a, that's a tip that I would give everybody that uh, understands it. I would say that the disease of alcohol is not a moral failing also. I, I wanna make sure that is stressed um, because a lot of times the, you know, I think the conversation goes to, it needs to be a punishment and this is what it is. You know, our, our technology is not a punishment. It's a, it's a tool to help empower them because this is a disease. And just like we would treat any other disease, we need a tool to make sure that we can get to that next level um, in our recovery. So that's the other thing, I guess that, that would be tip two. I'm not sure if I got one and two in there. <laughs> um, the that's third okay. one, I guess, I guess my, my, my third one is, is that um, during the process of, of alcohol monitoring, there might be positive tests. Um, you know, the, the statistics state that 70% of those who go into recovery are going to relapse. And I think I would just make sure that you're compassionate when that happens. And this is not something where we have a positive test. And that's test. hard to do in divorce. <laughs> it is. It is. So show compassion because this is a, you know, you want to have that parent that is struggling with alcohol use disorder to be part of that child's life. I understand there might be some situations where um, it might be far beyond that. And maybe that is not possible. But in 90% of the cases, or maybe even 98% of the cases I see, it is possible to keep that parent in that child's life with the right treatment and the right technology to support that treatment. So I would say, you know, even though there is a positive test, be compassionate, be um, supportive. It takes conversations and understand that the technology is here to help you help your child and also keep them safe. But it's the best interest of the child. We want both parents being part of that child's life. And uh, that's what I, I think is my third tip of the day. <laughs> yeah, I think what was pointed out to me when I was divorcing was that it was important for both parents to be involved and for both parents to be viewed positively because a child gets a piece of their identity from each parent. And I so you want to make sure nice. that's positive going into the child rather than negative. Yes. But well said. So if a parent, a listener, an attorney, a judge wants to know more about Soberlink, what can they do? Well, I think the best thing to do is go to our website at uh, soberlink.com. We have great resources there. We actually have an attorney's page as well for attorneys um, that can go in and look at uh, pre-monitoring documents. They can look at uh, best practice documentation that we have, white papers on our technology. And if you're a you know, a potential client or a concerned party, you can read about how our programs work and the expectations of 
what it is when you use something like Soberlink that um, is self-administered and it's here to provide results to you. So a lot of information there. And I would even uh, encourage your, your listeners to reach out to me personally. I have no, okay. no issues with that. You can reach me by email at uh, cbeck at soberlink.com. C is in cat, beck at soberlink.com. That's wonderful. We will have that in the show notes as well. <clears throat> Thank you so much, Chris, for being my guest today. This is incredible technology. I wish it had been there during my divorce and your contribution will help so many families. This is just incredible. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All of Chris's information will be available in the show notes along with mine. This and all our episodes can be found at HerEmpoweredDivorce.com on the podcast page or on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also watch the video version on our YouTube channel, Her Empowered Divorce. Please share our story with your friends. Likes, downloads, subscribes, and reviews help us to find more women like you that we can help on this journey. Join me for our next episode where I'll be diving deeper into what other expert professionals can share to help you on your separation and divorce journey. Thank you for joining us today. for listening to the Her Empowered Divorce podcast. Be sure to check out my other episodes of this podcast at herempowereddivorce.com on the podcast page or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe and leave us a review. This will help me reach out to help more women so they don't feel so alone and share this with your friends. With the right support and guidance, you can move through the process with knowledge, skills, and confidence and on to a time of growth and empowerment. If you're interested in learning more, schedule a free consultation with me at HerEmpoweredDivorce.com. I appreciate your support. Until next time, take care and stay empowered.